Welcome into the best in paranormal programming. This is Darkness Radio. I'm your host, Tim Dennis. So it's our anniversary week, and I wanted to do something a little bit different on our anniversary week. You know, we spent anniversary weeks in the past, maybe lauding ourselves a little bit, celebrating a little bit, uh, bringing in people, doing the self-congratulation thing. I, I wanted to spend it a little bit differently. You know, we all have dreams, dreams, aspirations, and in those dreams, we want to try to manifest things. We want to manifest better situations for ourselves, obviously. But how do we do it? How do we connect? How do we get to that place where we make better lives for ourselves? I mean, we've all gone through the rigmarole. Maybe you've ordered programs. Maybe you've, maybe you've just tried. Maybe you've just sat there and said, uh, universe, I want something better for myself. And maybe you become frustrated. Well, Maybe we can get some help today. I have an amazing guest by the name of Mikhail Clerk. I know I butchered his name. I'll get there today, I promise. Uh, he has a book out there called Dream Guidance, Connecting to the Soul Through Dream Incubation. And it's based on Jungian philosophy and Jungian psychology. And we're going to talk about that today. It's about harnessing the power of your unconscious through dream incubation which is an age-old technique to access hidden wisdom and receive instruction through your dreams, which is very interesting. We're going to jump into that today and uh, learn a little bit more about it. But first, let's talk and learn a little bit more about our guest, who is fascinating in himself. Mikhail Clerk is a social entrepreneur, licensed mental health therapist, international speaker, dream worker, and published author. He's been a mental health therapist since... 2006 and currently has an online private practice. Mahil is fascinated by healing traditions. He earned a master's degree in counseling psychology at Pacifica Graduate Institute. I'm going to try and get his name right. I know I'm butchering it. Mahil is fascinated by healing traditions. He earned a master's degree in counseling psychology at Pacifica Graduate Institute. Uh, Mahil has traveled all over the world and studied many cultures and their healing and dream traditions, and in specific, the African traditions, as South Africa is the country of his birth. Believe it or not, he's not the first South African we've had on the program. We've had other South Africans on our program as well, uh, MJ Dixon being one of them, uh, and Wayne Herschel being the other. Mikhail uh, has published a book called Dream Guidance. I just told you about that book uh, with the respected Hay House Publishing Company. The book is currently available through Amazon, Barnes & Noble as a, uh, well, I think it's, it's well past the pre-order stage. You can get it currently. We have a link in the description of this program. Mikhail uh, has given lectures and workshops in Europe, South Africa, and North America about dreams and psychology. He also provides inspirational talks and workshops for companies on creativity, innovation, and leadership. He has written several articles on dreams and released a course on Young Platform. We have a link to that uh, website so you can take some of those courses and learn how to get deeper into harnessing the power of your dreams. Mikhail has vocationally been guided by dreams when he founded the Young Society of Utah and the online organization Young Platform as a result of Nighttime Dream. In appreciation for those contributions, he has received several awards from the local community. Let's welcome him in right now to Darkness Radio, Mikhail Clerk. 
I'm cringing. I'm cringing. I'm sorry as I butcher no, your no, name. No, you're, you're doing really well, Tim. Thank I'm, you. I'm trying. I, I told you before the show, it's a matter of respect. I know as far as uh, in America, we, we tend to butcher names. So, And I know you've been in America for quite some time, but it's it's a matter of respect. And, and I, I try. No, I, I appreciate your effort. And, uh, and because the sound is really uh, different, uh, uh, you're... you're, you're 97 percent there so <laughs> don't don't worry about the other three percent well it's, it's i'll great. throw caution to the wind for the rest of the uh the talk yeah, here the rest yeah, of the discussion yeah. and we'll just go forward and and it is what it is from here on out uh let's talk a little but, bit but, about, but, but let me uh, congratulate you on uh, on the program and uh, and the birthday uh, oh thank of, you uh, Thank you. It's it's been a a long, strange but beautiful trip. I have to tell you, and it's it's as you know, it's it's only possible through the people that put the energy forward to listen to the program. Which which I'm grateful for that. I'm I'm forever grateful and and put that gratitude out there for the people who listen. So that's that's where it, it's first and foremost. So that's it, this has always been my dream. So yes, I yeah, live well, my beautiful and, and 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 what comes to mind when you are talking about it is that in the old Roman tradition, so two thousand years ago in 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 Italy in the Roman Empire, one would uh, celebrate a birthday, uh, and then one would ce- not celebrate really the person but the spirit in the person. So one would uh, would uh, have a little one candle for the spirit that uh, one. Thought that everyone comes into the world with a spirit, with a, and and that it's not so much so uh, we celebrate Tim, but we celebrate the spirit that uh, comes into the world with Tim, ah. and that has a, a certain uh, certain uh, quality and gift uh, for the world. Ah. I, I I founded myself a company, the Young Platform, and I think sometimes in terms of a spirit or a creative entity, and I think this uh, this program or the show is also a spirit in its own that that you serve yes and uh, it's just what uh, you dance with also whatever it wants so right right we'll 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 congratulate the spirit itself as well and uh, for being the host or the conduit of it that's perfect and you described it perfectly it it is really uh, you're right i i i kind of serve it and it has its a life of its own it really does it's one of those things where I kind of feed the spirit and it takes a, a life of its own and, and drives its own. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. and I, I put the, I put the energy into it and it, it takes a, a life of its own and drives itself. Um, I want to, I want to start off Michiel with, uh, th- with this <laughs> today. I want to start from the scientific side of things. And then I want to move into the, uh, the supernatural and, 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 uh, kind of the esoteric side of dreams because mm-hmm. I, this is the part that I think a lot of people have a tough time with and and it's the not so much the skeptical side of it but we've been very grounded as a society we've been we've been mm-hmm. put in the here and now the the if we can't touch it feel it see it type uh scientific based side of it we don't believe it and and really I think that's a, a function of society mm-hmm and we've been told that dreams are simply your brain downloading the activity of the day and trying to deal with it. That's just your brain trying to dump all that information that you've been given throughout the day, trying to clean it out and start anew for the next day. It just needs to process that information. 
And as much as we get fed that that line, I find that at times it doesn't jive with me. It, it just there's there's something about that that just doesn't connect because I've had some wonderful things happen in dreams that I can't explain. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners have as well. So if you can, for me, tell me why that rings true, why that is a true function of the brain and why it isn't. It's a, it's a great starting place. And uh, indeed, the uh, one of the functions of dreaming is to uh, digest the uh, experiences of the day. So you can also see that uh, uh, in the dream, on a certain moment, uh, the brain uh, changes its, uh, its chemistry and we have uh, less fear-based uh, 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 neurons firing. That moment, painful uh, experiences are being processed by the brain and uh, uh, find a place. So in a, in a place where we don't have a lot of anxiety, we experience a lot of day-to-day uh, uh, -day emotions, and then they get selected by the brain, whether it remembers them or, uh, or whether it just deletes them. But also because it's, uh, it's, it's like almost visiting the nightly therapist, we uh, just the brain will uh, will make sure that uh, uh, the the more common painful experiences don't feel as painful the next day or the days after. Okay. <clears throat> Therefore, we often say uh, sleep on it, and and the brain has uh, digested it, and uh, and we feel better or clearer about the situation. So that is that is just one of the functions that uh, that uh, neuroscience shows that uh, that. Uh, uh, dreaming has, but it 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 also it also has shown in neuroscience that if you wake people up in the uh, dream state, mm -hmm. that they're much more creative. So if you wake a person up while they're uh, intensely dreaming and you give them an, uh, a puzzle, they're much better at solving the puzzle than uh, in the regular day-to-day -day, uh, conscious state. Really, and and why is that? Why why the create why has the creativity been opened up while they're in that dream state? It's an, uh, it's uh, 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 the brain makes uh, different associations, uh, uh, looks at, uh, at things a little bit less rigid, and is more open, and therefore is better able to find solutions. Huh. And you also see that actually uh, many creative breakthroughs, both in science, in uh, art, in political uh, landscape, have taken place in dreaming. Uh, people have uh, found... Uh, uh, got beautiful songs like uh, Paul McCartney got mm -hmm. the song uh, Yesterday in His Dream. Many artists report having uh, inspiration through dreams. Uh, Gandhi, uh, the famous uh, Indian uh, freedom fighter or uh, freedom person, um, uh, got his idea of the hunger strike in a dream. And also uh, uh, Otto Lohe, a uh, German uh, uh, scientist, Found uh, a way to for uh, for how how uh, electricity found found a way for a problem that he had and uh, earned a Nobel Prize uh, from it. Uh, so it, in our dreams, uh, we also solve problems, and so it's not only in digesting of the day, but it's also an anticipation of the future. So it's not just regressive; it's also progressive. It uh, tries to solve problems that we have. And comes up with solutions that, uh, or or book uh, outlines or songs that uh, 
are good for us and, uh, and often the community around us. Now, you mentioned McCartney getting that song and different ideas. I know Jung believed in a group consciousness. Yes. Do you believe that that group consciousness is where we're picking some of those ideas from? Or do you, do you believe in the individual consciousness and in creativity and being able to come up with those ideas ourselves? Do you believe in that individual process or do you believe that we do pick some of that from either from a divine intervention or from a group collective? Well, I, I, I think that uh, we're interconnected to something larger than ourselves, almost like we're waves on an ocean and the wave is deeply connected to the ocean. And so somewhere in the intelligence of the ocean is something that's interesting or helpful for this particular wave. Mm -hmm. And when the wave is uh, well attuned, it will pick up that information out of the ocean. So I, 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 I don't really think that we're individual beings. I think we're, we're just collective phenomenon condensed into a perceived singular state. Interesting. Okay. But in there, we do, we do have these individual talents. I mean, obviously you have individual talents. I don't. And, and I may have some individual talents that someone listening to this program may not have. Yes. Is it those individual talents that we bring to the collective that allow others maybe to, I guess, for lack of a better term, siphon those and use those so that we can, as a collective, become stronger? Yeah, I've, I've, the, the collective, let's say that the collective flows through each of us in its own speci specific way. So everyone, like in this Roman tradition we just talked about, mm -hmm. is the notion that it's thought that everyone comes into the world with a unique talent, a unique gift that is uh, supposed to be delivered to their surrounding, their community. It can be their family or their larger community. And some people have a, have a talent uh, for cooking a meal, others funny, another person can do mathematics, another person fixes cars. So, and that, that all creates together a beautiful mosaic of uh, talents that form a uh, functioning uh, whole. And so the better everyone is connected to their own spirit, the better uh, the, the, the community on earth functions. Do you believe that these gifts can be downloaded even before birth to the, to the individual through the collective and that it's, it's almost like it's pre-learned? Like, let's say like before I was born, I got the... The, the bug, so to speak, to sit behind a microphone and want to want to speak to people and learn about them and, and put out information about them. And so it, it was almost predestined, like I, I needed to do this. Would that be a good example of something like that? It, 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 it's a it's a it's a great way of imagining that. Yes, it's the it's the notion that then that before you came to to Earth, you would uh, select what is necessary for you to to grow, to develop consciousness, which themes uh, to live out, including which gift to bring to the world. And that gift would be uh, a given. And uh, you would uh, you would have the talent of being a soccer player or not. You can drum or not. You can interview people or not. And sure, you have to. Uh, the, uh, work on it, mm -hmm. but if you if you can if you don't came into the world with the gift of singing, 
uh, you're never going to be a really good singer. You can sing, but and people are also usually most uh, fulfilled when they're connected to their own spirit, their own unique gift. So right, uh, right. Do do what you love because uh, that is actually the what you're supposed to be doing. I know there's a there's a disconnect sometimes too in this world of of trying to choose between what it is we love and then real life, and that is trying to chase the almighty dollar or or chasing money in order to live. I mean, let's face it, we we all have to get by in life, yeah. um, and that's where the separation of of happiness and spirit, I guess you know where they where they soon part. Is that where? dreams come in handy or where dreams can help us is is that is that safe to yeah. assume yeah and, and we, we could imagine that this spirit lives its permanent residence is in the world of dream so the dream is not just a uh, movie we watch at night or uh, a letter that you get from mystery source x that you need to decipher a dream is a world you go back to any dream, you will notice, oh yeah, I was somewhere and there was a monster and that monster was chasing me and, I, and then I run. And, and you take that world for real when you're in it. You don't think, oh, this is the dream world or like now we take this world for, for real. So in this, in, this, in this dream world, we encounter actually our, our talent, usually in an embodied uh, 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 form. And if we, uh, if, we, if we pay attention to our dreams, we, ke- we can start seeing what, what our dream figures are doing. And some will show uh, our shadow, like they sleep in or they drink too much or they fight uh, too much or they, they're overly jealous. But others seem to embody a talent. You might, uh, if you hadn't figured it out, you might uh, start dreaming about... Uh, someone that's really a great uh, radio host. Okay. And then, uh, and, and it might uh, take, uh, take on uh, the form of a real figure because your, your talent might just dress itself up as someone you know so you recognize it. Okay. Let's say I like, uh, like soccer. If I was a soccer player, I might dream about Messi. Sure. sure. Then, and then my, my, my talent just takes on the form and shape of Messi to point me to where, where, what my direction is in life. And it doesn't mean I'm as good as Messi, but it just shows me, oh, you have a talent for soccer, go that direction. Or you have a talent for cooking, go that direction. That seems really highly enlightened, and, and it seems like you're very in touch with your dreams if someone is coming forward and pointing you in a direction. You, you actually said something that rings really true with me, and I, I want to... I'm going to bring up something personal here, and I've, I've said it on the show before. I had a period where for over two years, every single night, I was getting beat up in my dreams by some sort of monster character, like you were saying, mm-hmm. and beat up to the point where I was on the brink of death, like mm-hmm. just pummeled. And it happened. It would happen in any different scenario. It could happen in a city. It could happen in sewers. It, it was almost like a video game. Okay, yeah. so mm-hmm. uh, I would I would meet a monster. Boom, boom, boom. We're going at it toe-to-toe. It could be any type of form of monster or character or whatever. And this thing would attack me first. 
So, and it would chase me. So it w- I would have to make a choice. I could stand and fight or I could run one or the other. Yeah. Uh, so I'm fighting all night long in my dream. And although I can, I can, it's almost like a, a, a two camera system where you could look and see yourself. I can't feel the injuries, but I know I'm, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting mm-hmm. it kicked out of me, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I see myself getting getting it kicked out of me but i know i got to keep fighting so i'm going toe to toe toe to toe toe to toe and as i'm getting closer to waking up i know that this is it that this thing is getting its last licks in and just before it's about to deliver the last blow boom i wake up right every year for two years it could happen in a boxing ring a wrestling ring in a city sewer uh, like this and then mysteriously one night I wake or I go to sleep, it doesn't happen again. And I don't know where that disconnect was. So can you tell me, good sir, where or what might have happened in life that, and I know dream interpretation, sometimes we take it literally, and this is a dream interpretation question. Mm-hmm. Is it something that I worked out in my own life in this world, or was it something that I might have worked out in that dreamscape where I just said, you know what, I, I can stop fighting? Yes, both is possible. You can solve uh, those issues in dreaming or in the day-to-day life. Somehow uh, you found a solution to this uh, incessant uh, beating up that uh, was happening. And so... If you still can remember, is there anything during the day uh, that, uh, that w- w- where where there was a moment that you that it was like, oh, I can I'm gonna do this different, or you made a shift? It's clear that you made a shift. Mm-hmm. And for anyone that listens, uh, repeating dreams are very important because we, the human, the ego, hasn't picked up on a certain message that the dream tries to give us. So the, the dream keeps on repeating till we get it. And usually what, what could have worked, but it's, uh, you, you've already solved the problem, is that, uh, but for people that, uh, that, are, that are listening, if you are being chased by a monster in day-to-day life, you can, uh, I would then suggest, write out a dream and then continue to, in, in that state, in a bit in the dream state, continue to, to see the monster and, and maybe turn towards the monster. And, and ask a question. Why are you beating me up? What brings you here? Is, is there anything you want to tell me? And then you just see if a an, if an thought comes to you. Usually it talks back in, in the form of a thought or you get a sense or it says, well, well, Tim, uh, I wanted to tell you that uh, you, whatever it wants to tell you. And then you, and then you think about it. Okay. That's, a, that's a way for people to uh, um, to engage with these repeating dreams. But in your case, it could be a day-to-day experience, and it could also be in the dream time that you somehow decided not to fight, or, the, or, or you got it, or you told the figure, now it's enough, and, uh, and, and it can stop. But we can, we can talk more about it, but uh, um, you, if you become lucid, this aware in the dream state you can just literally turn towards the monster and say what do you do what's going on here 
In a situation like that, I know there are a lot of specialists that, that recommend dream journaling. Is dream journaling a strong thing with you where you want someone to yeah, keep yeah, a dream I, journal? I, I have to, like all, like everyone else. At night, your short-term memory doesn't function well. That's why we forget, actually, that we're uh, six, seven, eight hours in bed mm-hmm. asleep. And uh, if you don't write it down when you wake up, it, it hasn't really stored in your memory. And so it, then it evaporates uh, within minutes or half an hour or an hour later, the de- details are gone. So, yeah, I have a, a dream journal, and I have probably between three and five dreams per week. And... I don't remember them every night, but that that's 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 essential for 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 working with your dreams. But even just working on writing them down has a positive effect. You don't need to be good at interpreting. Just writing them down shows somewhat to your own soul or your own being, I'm interested. And then you will see that you will have more dreams that provide you with a solution where more helpful characters show up or you meet a deceased ancestor. Uh, you, you'll just get connected that way to the other world. Your intuition goes up. You have more synchronistic events just by that engagement with your dream. I think that's a good place for us to take a break. When we come back, I wanted to talk about beginning to become more interactive with your dreams. You've mentioned characters uh connecting with ancestors uh i want to get into more lucid dreaming and i also want to talk about spirit guides and and other things that to a lot of people seem like they're almost pie in the sky like i think a lot of people think they're grounded in quote unquote reality or grounded in this world and it's hard for them to imagine getting to that next level. So we'll talk about how they can start to get to that next level uh, when we come back from break. The book is Dream Guidance, Connecting to the Soul Through Dream Incubation. Our guest is Michiel Clerk, and we will be uh, talking in the next segment about how we can connect to our ancestors, how we connect through lucid dreaming, and how we can start to manifest some things in this world through our dreams. That's coming up next on The Best in Paranormal Programming. This is Darkness Radio. Welcome back to the Best in Paranormal Programming. This is Darkness Radio. I'm your host, Tim Dennis. Our guest is Michiel Clerk. Uh, The book is Dream Guidance Connecting to the Soul Through Dream Incubation. When we left you last, we were talking about how it is we get from being grounded to this world and how we start to manifest things through our dreams in the next. Uh, Michiel, in the last segment, we, we were talking a little bit about things chasing us in our dreams. Now let's start talking about how we chase things through our dreams. One of the things that interested me as I was doing some research on you was, was how you were talking about, you mentioned characters and characters showing up in our dreams. And you, you, in the last segment, you started to talk about different characters showing up in your dreams. And one of the things you had mentioned is in one of your own experiences 
you uh, one of your favorite soccer players coming forward and guiding you and and making decisions. What like when you have to go and make a certain decision, you would you would consciously think before bed or, or ask before bed, how do I go about making this decision? It may be something simple, like uh, maybe you're 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 not happy in a relationship. Okay, uh, so how do I go about, you know, uh, making Beth happier? Or maybe she's unhappy with the relationship. How do I go about patching things up with Beth? We'll put it that way. And knowing that you want to make the relationship stronger. So you ask that question. You put it out into the universe. And you want that question answered in your dream. And then going to sleep. And then being having it answered by one of these characters, as you put it. Now, is this character a spirit guide? Who is this character that you're talking about in the dream? Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's start with, uh, with with the intriguing sense that everyone that is listens can uh, can practice tonight. That is, um, you can ask your dream a question before you go to bed. Okay. That's called dream incubation, just as you mentioned. And I love that question as, how can I improve my relationship? It uh, even if it's good, you can ask it. If it's not there, and uh, if uh, you're not in a relationship, you could uh, ask tonight. What is one thing I can do to love myself more deeply? And then you will, uh, uh, and then you go through. Uh, you write down the question. It's really important. Uh, do a little set of rituals. Maybe light a candle, uh, sing a song, do a dance make a drawing, spend some time that communicates to the world of dream and, and the larger awareness that's behind it that you're interested. And that uh, because it, it picks up on your heartfelt intention. And then, uh, and then you go to bed and then you sleep and then you will get a uh, response. And there's a very old technique called dream incubation, comes back in any culture around the world. Uh, even Harvard uh, has done a study on it and uh, noticed that it works. And it works really well if you ask an, an health question or a question that's relevant to, to your heart. And, uh, and so then uh, the, second, uh, the second question that you asked or, uh, uh, is, is to whom do you address this, uh, this question? And uh, uh, of course, there's some sense of a mystery. Some people would say God, another would say the larger awareness. Uh, you could even, if you don't believe in any of that, say a brain, uh, it will will work. Uh, I believe there's some some form of a larger awareness that somehow knows, is interested in helping and educating, and is supportive to us when we ask it for for help. It's almost like uh, it it helps a little bit in general, but when you reach out, it helps more. Hmm. And uh, uh, and and so that uh, that answers. But then in the dream, you can uh, you sometimes find uh, also helpful figures, spirit guides, or uh, uh, other figures that have a guiding function, and that you also can interact with when you become lucid. That is when you become aware in the dream that you're dreaming, or just before you go to bed and say, "Spirit guide, what would you like to do?" And then see. What uh, what it is that uh, your spirit guide would like to do, 
And that, that could be a really great question if you want to develop your talent further. Now, we have to be a little careful as to what we ask, because it seems like people want to hit the home run right at the, the first question. I mean, obviously, you're not going to sit down and say, well, what are the winning numbers for tomorrow's Powerball or uh, how, do I, how do I become ultra rich? You're not going to get that solved in one dream. Correct. No, and and it's it's it, 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 indeed it's it's great uh, great observation that uh, a lot hinges on asking good questions. If you look at uh, mythologies or fairy tales, not as uh, just uh, more as wisdom stories about how psychological spiritual development happens, very often uh, in uh, in a story in a myth or a fairy tale, the development of consciousness hinges on asking the right questions. And, uh, and 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 with this too, uh, if you want to if you want to be a rich, uh, the, the 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 more interesting question is how can I bring my talent into the world and uh, serve a lot of people and and earn a living with it, because then you align yourself with your talent uh, that wants to express itself anyway, and then and then you earn your money through your talent and real real sense of of abundance lies in being connected with this with your talent that brings fulfillment and uh, and of course we need uh, dollars and coins to to live but that very often comes once you do as a result of being connected to your talent and uh, you, you need significantly less if you really enjoy your work if you don't enjoy your work you need a lot of money you enjoy your work you, you get by with uh you need you need money but you get by with less so is it fair to say that the the correct question is how do i how do i achieve enough to be happy i i, I wouldn't uh, uh i would depends what you want to ask there with how do i achieve enough i would 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 come closer to a question as how can I uh, bring my gift better to the world? Okay. Or, or, or if you have a business, how can I uh, serve more people that will benefit from uh, my service? And then your dream will, 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 will think along and think, yeah, this, this service that you have to give, your gift, we would love it to bring to the people that will benefit from it. And so then... Uh, then you will get an helpful dream. Because in the end, and I think we don't think about this enough, money is really just a side benefit of the true, what's a, what's a good way I want to put this? Uh, money is a side benefit of success. So if, if you're successful at putting your product out there and people, or reaching as many people as you can with, with your product or your service, then the money follows. I, I, I would, I would uh, to make it to include also happiness because that is true. But you can you can sell a lot of products that you don't really believe in or that you don't really feel good about. Right, right. And uh, and but uh, if you if you if you make the best apple pie you can, mm -hmm. and then uh, you and, and you want to sell apple pies, then then make the best apple pie you can, and then figure out. How do I get this apple pie to the people that would love it? Then you do end something that you enjoy and you bring it into the world. 
and it will also align your your own spirit who likes who, your own spirit might be a baker and so the baker spirit wants to manifest itself and so it starts working on your behalf you will get uh, synchronistic events these coincidental uh, uh, helpful uh, moments in life you meet the right people all that starts getting the magic starts getting activated when you align with your own spirit. Okay. And, and, and that makes life so much better. And that will translate in, uh, in usually money coming back, sometimes a lot, sometimes okay, almost always enough for you to live. Uh, not always, I, I, I recognize that as well. But So money is really energy but only a small part of that energy that's coming back the 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 main part of the energy is the happiness that is that is passed between people with the service that you're providing and the happiness that they're sending back to you uh yeah, in appreciation and, and, for your product yeah and, and and just like the the, the soccer player really likes to play soccer mm -hmm. and uh or the basketball player People know, even if they, whether they had a big talent or not such a big talent, when they play basketball and that's what they loved, they start losing a sense of time. They got, uh, they got in the flow. And, and if you can get a sense of being in the flow and that you lose a sense of time, that is a, a, a certain form of happiness that comes from being aligned with uh, your spirit. And if you can get uh, paid uh, for doing that, uh, you'll be unfulfilled and you have the money to buy and, and sustain daily life. And, th and then you're best off. And sure, some talents uh, are higher rewarded than others in our society. Yeah. But general happiness lies in a combination of having enough money, but also being aligned with your own, your own talent. Is it a matter of when it comes to money, is it just a matter of personal preference of how much you've raked in or is it, is that, does the, does the universe, God, whatever it is, do they not care? Do they not care what the dollar amount is on this deal? Is it, is it truly just a personal barometer of what it is that, that's, that determines what's satisfactory as far as how much income we have coming in? Um. No, it's, it, 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 it looks like the larger awareness is, is, uh, is, is very non-judgmental and, and doesn't measure uh, or judge in that way. And, um, and so you could make a really delicious cake and 10 people could buy it, 100 people could buy it. Uh, but you had just fun in making that cake. And that is so, uh, that's the central, uh, central part. And uh, some some talents just get rewarded more than others. This day and age, uh, as a nurse, you don't get as much as uh, if you're really good at uh, basketball or, uh, or or some forms of finance. Mm -hmm. And that does not necessarily more intrinsic worth, but we as a society have, have valued that uh, more. But there's a sense between. Uh, 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 what what something your own sense of self worth and and your financial value or your self value and your financial worth they're not the same right but if you don't have 
self-worth, you try to get financial value. The I moment that, that your self-worth is, is, is really well, the, the, there, there comes a limit to, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to work more because I'm, I'm satisfied with my job. I like to spend time with friends. I want to have a good dinner. Mm-hmm. But if your worth is not so good, it's like, oh, I need more because then people, then I think I'm, I'm something and other people think I'm something. And so you get caught in a, in a rat race that is actually detrimental to your, to yourself. Yeah, I, I, I get it there. I, it, uh, I get what you're saying that it seems like the least fulfilled you are, the more you want to fill it with material goods. I get that part. I get that part, but there are some people who are pretty fulfilled that would like to fill it with a little bit more um, because there is a such a, there is such a thing, Michiel, as wanting to take those material goods or that, that money and wanting to put it back into communities. The the, the philanthropic spirit is there as well. And I think there are some people that would love to take and get some of that reward and spread it out. And, and put it out there into the universe, but are unable to do that. Uh, what do you say to somebody who, who says, you know what, I want to take and I want to dream it into existence to get some of that so I can spread it out to the universe? How do you put that into a dream? Yeah, also tell that to your dream up front. I would like to, uh, to uh, uh, grow my business, bring, uh, bring my service to more people. And as a sign of uh, appreciation, uh, I want to spend 10% of what I will earn, I will give back to people so that uh, the spirit uh, knows about it. And uh, in, in, in many traditions, it was also a good custom when you got a helpful dream that you gave a little token of appreciation back to the dreaming spirit. In the Greek tradition, it was called Asclepius, and Asclepius would very often heal. And, it did, and Asclepius didn't mind so much how big your gift was, but that you that you showed some appreciation. Interesting. And uh, yeah, so uh, the, it it is helpful if you if you ask generous questions. Okay. You just don't ask it just on behalf of yourself. But yeah, how can I serve others? How can I do this and give back? That 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 will enhance. Uh, the likelihood of a good answer. Understand. I'm asking you very simple questions because I want people to get, I want them to break through that, that material part of asking questions or maybe asking the wrong questions mm-hmm. when they, when they sit down to do this at night. Um, because a lot of people I think are asking the wrong questions, you know, they'll sit down and, and it's like sitting yeah. down in front of Santa Claus when they go to do this. It's, you know, I want a new car. I want, uh, I want a full bank account. Uh, you know, I want, uh, I want to be able to pay the kids education and, uh, then they go to sleep and they go, well, that didn't work. And then they, you know, they're, they're off to living their life again. And they think yeah. it's, it's a wish list when they sit down to uh, go to sleep. Yeah, it's 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 a very good point. It's not uh, that you consult with Santa Claus. You consult with uh, maybe uh, before you came to this world with and you selected your your themes you needed to live out and your gift. And there was some some counselor there helping you. You connect with that counselor, the old wise uh, man or woman within, that's going to help you live the life that you're meant to live. 
And so if you ask, how do I get a bigger car? This counselor might think, uh, you've, you've maybe forgotten that we had this agreement. I will help you, but I will help you live your life. Mm-hmm. And your life would be nice with a car, but it's really about uh, dealing with uh, the jealousy that you currently have and uh, or the envy you have or figure this blind spot out or learn how to speak up better because that is those are the, the themes of your life. So the things that has to do with your life journey, that is where the dream will really help you and uh, and ask questions that are relevant to to your life journey, even if it is something like, what's the best next step in my life? I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. I don't know not even what uh, what what my theme is. What what is the next step that you counselor suggest that I do? And that sounds like a, a perfect place for somebody to start tonight. What it is to you know light that candle or or you know write yeah. something down or or do whatever it is they need to do, close your eyes. And and before you close your eyes, say, what is the next step I need to take in my life? Beautiful. Yes. That's a a great. And then then write down the dream in the morning, because what I've seen is half the dreams make sense really quickly. And the other half, uh, people say, oh, this has nothing to do with my question. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Maybe put it aside, look at it in the afternoon again. Read the dream to uh, a trusted friend uh, because they will come with, oh, but that makes sense for your life that you would do X, Y, or C, or that you do this or that. Because probably your own psyche has already tried to inform you, but you haven't picked up on it. So okay. maybe maybe you don't pick up on, uh, on it uh, yet, but a friend or a partner or someone will, will be able to help you. Oh, fresh ice in the afternoon. It may not, so you're saying it may not be as easy as a character will come forward or a, a spirit guide will come forward and just give you the answer. It may be a bizarre dream and you may have to sit down and, and pick up mm-hmm. some of the clues and, yeah. and, yeah. and put it together. Yes. And, and, and if, if, if the, the, also the notion is that just like the rose seed becomes a rose and the acorn becomes an oak. The human comes into the world with this set of karma or talents or and complexes that realize itself into a unique u- human individual. And it, and it wants to be itself. The rose seed is not at once thinking, now I'm going to be a sunflower. It's going to be itself. And so life is conspiring on our behalf to realize its own potential. So it will bring forth the life situations that we need, not what we want, but that we need at that moment by our engagement with them. We learn something that helps us grow our consciousness and, and, and hopefully solve the problem to a certain extent. And then we go to the next problem. So it's not only that we will have to dream, but if you really, if you really take it serious, like, oh, I got a dream. I write it down. I talk to someone. Also, you will start noticing, oh, I didn't notice, but now I opened the book on the right page. Oh, on the television, I just watched the right program that that gave me another angle. And so life is, is conspiring to help you get the answer. But 
it needs your participation and it needs your puzzling and it needs your engagement. It's not uh, just a wish-fulfilling genie. That would be great, uh, but I think we all know it's not. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the other thing we forget too is that you know it, it, things don't just drop in our lap. We do have to we have to hustle for it. That's for sure. I want to move forward a little bit here, Michiel. Uh, I want to I want to talk a little bit about <coughs> connecting. You've you've mentioned about connecting with ancestors. I think we can kind of tie this a little bit in with dream visitations. Um, I think it has different. I think we're talking one and the same, but we may be talking a little bit different depending on different cultures. Uh, I myself have had dream visitations from from different past relatives. I know in in your culture in South Africa, it may be a little bit different, but tell me what you mean when you're when you're talking about connecting with ancestors and and what that entails. Yeah, in in general, in the African culture, and then I talk more about the indigenous culture. They refer to ancestors as anyone that has died. Uh, so it could be your, even an ancestor, could be your own child, or it could be anyone uh, that is not blood related. And they also include in it beings that might maybe have never been on earth, like a spirit guide or a spirit animal. So that's what in this tradition is called as an ancestor. But I, to bring it back a little bit more to, to, our tradition, our Western tradition. Mm -hmm. I refer really to the visitation of grandpa, or in my case, my father died and he has been uh, sporadic visits me in a dream. And probably a lot of your listeners have had somewhere in their life that they had a dream and they thought, I, I think it was grandma. That felt like grandma or that felt like my wife. Or And, and very often in those dreams, there's a... a, a, a a particular quality to the dream. I don't know how it was for you, but a quality to the dream that makes you makes you think, "Oh, this was really this was really dad, or this was really grandpa." Yeah, the the lucidity of the dream is is beyond just it feeling somewhat real. Yeah, uh, down to smells, down to almost touch. Uh, everything feels like you're you're in the moment. And yeah. almost like they're in the room with you. Um, they seem so few and far between, but can those, I guess the question here is, can we trigger those dreams? Can we, can we much like we, we sit down and, and at night want to communicate through our dreams and want different questions answered for our lives? Can we sit down and, and ask dad to come forward or ask grandparents to come forward or ask our ancestors to come forward and have conversations with us or, or even maybe answer certain questions for us. Yeah. What I've seen, I've, I've tested this a lot and I've seen that, uh, people, uh, sometimes, uh, would say, nah, uh, dad or mom, can you come forward? And that it happened. But, uh, more often of than not, uh, that appears not to be the right uh, question. If you want to, but you can ask them directly a question like that. Uh, how is it going on the other end for you? Or uh, that, is there anything you want to tell me? And then you get a dream in which that will, will show you what he wants to tell you. That, that has, has a very high 
probability of, of working. And, and, and if you, if you pay attention to your dreams, you will, you will, you, you will see that they visit you, but then sometimes they don't visit people for a year or two years and then they're there. So, uh, but you can ask them directly a question on, or if you need to work something out, gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't say goodbye or that it was too late. And then you tell them that, and then you see what the dream responds. It seems like it's a, a matter of need and not a matter of want. Uh, we have a lot of listeners that, that say, you know, I just, I really miss them so much. I really just want them to come forward. If that want is out there, that's nice. But if it's a matter of need, they'll come forward. Uh, if there's a need for closure, sure, they'll be there. But if it's want and if it's just good old fashioned, I miss you so much, my heart is breaking. Well, you know what? there's probably a need for you to have closure because is there such a thing as closure on the other side? No, I think that uh, the other side is uh, literally, uh, literally here. So uh, they're, they're, they're around from time to time. So it's, they can see us much easier than we can see them. And uh, so the relationship uh, remains intact and in, but, but of course, so it's, there's never a real closure, but there's a closure of their existence on earth. I cannot talk to my dad in the same way or go to dinner with him in the same way I could. So that, that there we need to find closure and we need to deal with the heartbreak. But on another hand, the relationship is still there, and but in a significantly different form. If... What can we do to close that anxiety? Uh, is it okay just to have the one, that one lucid dream and say that's good enough? Why is it that the lucid dream sometimes creates a, a thirst to want to have more? Well, I think any experience that is really enjoyable, you would love to have more of. And so if you have a lucid dream in which you meet, meet uh, that, uh, it's, it's great. And, and you could extend uh, the invitation. I would love to see you again, dad. And if you uh, uh, please come by when, it, uh, when it's possible. And then it's okay to, to enjoy it if they come. But you also have, have to come to a certain place of peace that uh, that they're that they're not in this reality and that you might or might not uh, uh, literally see them, but you can still talk to them. You can still uh, tell them things. You can you can use this tool easier. Dad, is there anything you want to say? Hey, Dad, I want to tell you these things. What happened in my day? And and very often, what looks the like the case is that that we continue to have also problems that they had as well. Some problems seems to be generational problems mm -hmm. and they, and they haven't totally worked out their problem either. So they're looking over our shoulder of, Oh, how is Machil dealing with speaking up or being authentic or, uh, jealousy. And, uh, and then, uh, uh and then they might, 
whisper in our ear and intuition on how we can deal with it. So they're collaborating on our on our problems that are at the same time their problems. And so we can we can have in that way also a, a form of a relationship. Very interesting. Interesting indeed. So there's there's dream work in 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 trying to get a hold of our 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 relatives, our ancestors there, but then there's also talk in the book of how to engage your own soul. What What is this about? How do we engage ourselves in our dreams? Yeah, it is uh, uh, the, the notion that uh, very close to that, that, that part of our, our soul is our gift is our, is our challenges, our woundings that, uh, that, that we seem to be born with. And, it's uh, uh, a, a part of ourselves that wants to, just like the soul of the rose is the ro- is, is is in that rose seat that wants to be itself, mm-hmm. and there's something in us that wants to become itself, and we can engage with that phenomenon that wants to become itself in us through us, and uh, yeah, we, I kind of call it the soul, but you could call it uh, your own uh, diamond in Greek or the genius in, in, in the Roman tradition. And you can ask it the question again. You go to bed, you say, soul, tell, tell me something you want me to know. And then see what happens. Is this a thing where you have someone who, let's say, when they were younger, went through extreme abuse, or you have someone who maybe was in a war and, and suffers through PTSD. Is this something where through dream work, they could, they could get over past trauma? Yeah. What they've noticed, uh, what they've uh, research showed that uh, people coming back from the war with extensive PTSD, uh, also flashbacks in daily life, uh, would also have those in the dreams, of course, recurring nightmares. Mm-hmm. And uh, by just writing down the nightmare or the dreams, these uh, these uh, 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 PTSD effects started to lessen. So somehow being in instead of being really afraid, which is a natural response, oh I don't want this dream, is to show interest for your own wounding. That is almost like you have a literal wound on your arm and you clean it with some uh, water. Yeah. And then the wounds start healing. You don't have to do that. But the engagement and the nurturing and the tending to the wound triggers healing, but also emotionally and psychologically. So by writing down your dream and saying, even if you have to force yourself, oh, that's interesting that I dream about a red-eyed monster. And then uh, uh, and then just uh, write it down and, uh, uh, and the next time again, and then maybe uh, uh, write a little bit back to the monster. Question: uh, You're scaring me. If there's something going on, let me know. Or you have uh, you saw this uh, bomb explosion and it's just looping. Then don't focus on the core element, but maybe you see a tree in the in the dream. And then you just you just make a drawing of the tree, and then you start seeing that the that the psyche itself start digesting that event. Of course, it's more helpful if you work with a person and uh, on it, but you can do some some work on 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 trauma yourself by writing down your dreams and and 
talking to some of the dream figures while you write and then then things start the imagination starts moving again and it start and it moves to self-healing interesting you brought up an interesting uh you drew an interesting line there where you're talking about physical wounds uh, as listeners of this program know i've had a lot of physical trauma i've had broken discs in my neck and back and i have a condition called charco foot where my leg bones have gone through my ankle and my foot um and things like that a lot of just kind of gruesome physical trauma so what you learn as a as a patient of that physical trauma <laughs> is that the it seems like the the more grotesque things that happen to your body the more you become mentally jaded almost but i used to think it was mentally jaded but you put it in a brilliant way it's when you start to see things like like on the bottom of my charco foot i'll get an open or ulcerated wound and when you have to clean out your own ulcerated wound i don't know mikhail if you've ever had to see an ulcerated wound a wound that's this big i'm showing you on camera but people don't know i'm holding up something that's literally golf ball size but if you've ever seen a golf ball sized wound in your own skin uh it's grotesque right mm. but mm. after you've seen something like that time and time again something that's quarter size or dime sized in in your own skin it would turn most people's stomachs but when you see that in your own reality you go oh it's not as bad as it used to be you you begin to know that that oh i'm going to live through that not only am i going to live through that but the body's a wonderful machine and it's going to heal through it. I just need to take care of it. And now I know what I need to do in order to, to heal it back to perfect health. So you become more of, for lack of a better term, uh, you become more of an adult about it. Well, I, I think you point out a couple of really important things. That is where in, in, in most traditions, people were initiated in uh in becoming a man and in in these initiation rituals they would go through uh, severe uh, uh challenges uh, woundings there would be uh, uh there would be cuts they would have to do things and they would learn that they uh, uh would get through difficult situations and if you've had uh, uh if you if you knew that you would get through the trauma uh and how to do it it makes it much easier because then you know, oh, I should not run away from the trauma. I should uh, just like, oh, I don't want to touch that, uh, that, that, that ulcer. Oh, I'm not going to look at it. Well, that's not going to help the situation. Right. It's, that's a very normal response. But actually, the response is turning towards, tending to it. Uh, and then something in the own body or in the own psyche starts healing itself. We don't need to do that. We just need to clean it, cleanse it, tend to it. And it's the same with trauma. We can turn towards it, become more relaxed. Uh, don't focus on the on the actual thing, but on the, on the side thing. Then we work through it. And if you've done that once, you can either help other people. But if you happen to another trauma, you will be like, oh, this is really painful. But I know how to deal with that. Yeah. And it gives the confidence to do it a second or a third time. Or just to deal with suffering in general in life because you know how to suffer. Right, right. Yeah. And 
It's, um, it, and you're right. You, you brought up something very key there. And that is once you've suffered or, or you've gone through that suffering, you then know how to go to others and say, you know what, this is how you get through it. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's not as bad as you think. And, and you can get through it too. Um, it, it's, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. I'm not going to lie. It's going to hurt mm-hmm. it, and it's yeah. going to hurt bad. But but you can get through it, and that's that, that's what I think is key. Um, so I guess what what I'm wondering is is after a time when we reach out to kind of wrap up the talk about getting a hold of your ancestors and your dreams, is there a need after a while to connect to ancestors and dreams, or will they naturally? stop coming through or will they continue to come through because do we necessarily need our ancestors throughout our lives do they do we ever stop needing to learn from them or or do we need to continue to learn throughout our lives from them well it's it, it's probably a little bit uh uh depends a little bit on the person but i think many of us just if the if the relationship was good with uh, mom dad grandpa it is nice to uh, uh, continue to have some sense on, uh, have a little picture in the house, say hi to them, uh, think about them at their birthday. And, and, and if they are really on the other side and they notice that and they know, Oh, Tim thought about me, mm-hmm. you, you, you can, you can feel how oh, they, they, they love it. And they look out a, a little bit more for you because there's a, a relationship. Mm-hmm. So, and to, to nurture a, a sense of relationship and have a community with the invisible realm just adds to life and the joy of life. And I think that sometimes uh, we, we need to learn more from certain ancestors than other ancestors. Certain ancestors have more similar problems or talents than as we have, uh, so they might be more relevant. That That's probably a little... In the, person dependent does it necessarily mean anything if we don't see a particular ancestor come forward in a dream i know a lot of people tend to be uh i don't want to say offended but they they tend to be a little hurt a little bent out of shape if one of their ancestors hasn't come through in a dream visitation or even if someone hasn't had a a dream visitation should they be alarmed no uh not not at all and 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 if they want to rekindle that relationship or they or, or they miss them just ask the question do you have a message for me because too often we want to see them as if that means something and then after the fact sometimes people even doubt is this, was this really them but if you ask a question uh, uh, which is much easier for them to answer what, what do you have anything to tell me they might give you a dream that uh, that gives you some information that's relevant, and then you, you have a relationship that way. Okay. Well, the book is uh, out and available, and we have a link to it in the description of this program. It's called Dream Guidance, Connecting to the Soul Through Dream Incubation. Michiel Clerk, I know I've butchered your name throughout the entire program, but I appreciate you being with us today on the show. It was a delight, uh, Tim. Uh, once again, congratulations on your program and wish you and uh, your show many more fulfilling years. Well, thank you so much, my friend, and uh, great success with the book and great success down the road with your programs. 
Want to thank our guest today, Michiel Clerk, for being on the program. The book is Dream Guidance, Connecting to the Soul Through Dream Incubation. We have a link in the description of this program. Go get it. And again, manifest through your dreams. But be specific in order to get what it is you want in this lifetime. By the way, spoiler alert, it's not getting rich. <laughs> I love that it, that that it's not that it's it's actually getting your life goals through through manifesting uh, in your dreams. So there you go. Happy anniversary to Darkness Radio again. I want to thank everyone who's been involved in Darkness Radio in a successful eighteen years. We're in season nineteen now, and I'm looking forward to a very fun, very exciting year here in season nineteen. Got some good stuff coming up this year. Got a fun month ahead, that's for sure. Uh, looking forward to bringing back some exciting guests in in January. That's for sure. Uh, one particular guest you guys haven't heard from in a while. Uh, yeah, I that I managed to dig up out of the old guest list. I'm pretty proud of. Uh, you may be hearing him in February. So, uh, yeah, looking ahead in the old calendar. I've got some surprises up my sleeve. Put it that way. Uh, but looking forward to a fun and exciting year here on the show. You could tell I'm a little excited. Again, I, I, I express my gratitude quite often on the show, but I, I do want to extend my gratitude because 18 years doesn't fly by just by chance or, or happenstance or luck or anything like that. Uh, it happens not through hard work either. It happens because... People recognize what you do and, and they enjoy what you do and they spend their hard-earned time listening to what it is you do. And you as an audience have taken your hard-earned time and your precious time to listen to what it is that we do here at Darkness Radio. And you've done so, so through 18 years, which is a very long time. That's a whole adult. Think about that. That, that. that was kind of blowing me away throughout the entire week, that that's a whole adult. I, I've been overwhelmed all week thinking about how long it's been that the show's been in existence and how fortunate and how grateful I've been that you, the listener, have allowed me to spend a great amount of time in my career, over half my career now, just a little over half my career, in broadcasting doing this show. And that's not something I take lightly. In fact, I, I, I thank God every day that I have this show to do. I'm very fortunate to have this wonderful show to continue to do and continue to do for you. And I thank you, the listener, my friends, my family, that I can sit down and continue to produce this show for you. I, I, I truly do appreciate you for that. And I can't thank you enough for spending that hard-earned time in your life with me. I really do appreciate you guys for that. Love you guys for that. I want to continue to serve you guys as best as I can and, and come up with new and original material and make you guys laugh and, and continue to bring interesting topics to the table and continue to do the best job I can uh, finding new and exciting things for you. I don't ever want to get stagnant. 
the day I get stagnant, uh, I think it's time to walk away. I want to continue to have the inquisitive nature of a child, uh, continue to have the sense of humor of a third grader, and continue to uh, entertain you as, as best as I can. As long as I continue to do those three things, I think we're on good terms. And I want to continue to make sure that our co-hosts do the same thing. As long as we are all on the same page and understand that the mission statement of the show is not to try to be too over anybody's head or that we don't come off grandiose or that we're trying to be above anybody, I think we've all, we're all on the same page. The idea of the show when it first launched 18 years ago was that it was normal guys going out there, learning the paranormal, having a laugh, and learning something in the process. That's still the mission. It never changed. And in the process here, in season 19, that's still the the mission statement. It's friends getting together, learning about the paranormal, with an addendum that we're telling other people's stories. And we're learning about uh, some true crime, too. We've thrown in a true crime twist. So we're learning about crime and the paranormal, and we're having a good laugh while we're doing it. We're enjoying life. Because after all, what's life if you can't enjoy it? I hope you're enjoying the show along with us. If you're not, I can't help that. I'm sorry. But if you're enjoying it with us, thank you. And we want you along for the ride. And we treasure you for being along on the ride with us. That's all. Happy anniversary to you as well. And happy birthday to you as well. That's all I can say. The weekend's upon us. Thank you so much for being a part of this whole journey with us. Be a light in the darkness to somebody this weekend, if you will. I know I will be. You know what I'm going to do this weekend? I got me a screener for this brand new Anthony Hopkins movie. I don't know if you've seen the uh, the trailer for it. I think it's called uh, Freud's, Freud's Last Something or Another. I'm going to review it this weekend, and I'm going to tell you about it next week. You know the one I'm talking about. Um, I'm going to review that next week on the show because it has, uh, well, first of all, it's got Anthony Hopkins in it. But second of all, he's wrestling between psychology in the here and now and God. You got to love that. I'll tell you about it next week. On top of that, um, we got lots of good stuff coming up next week. We got Ron Shepsuk coming back on Tuesday. We're talking Colombian drug lords, I believe. And much, much more next week on the program. So this weekend, be a light in the darkness for somebody. We're past the Christmas season, but people are still out there and they're freezing. They need coats, they need hats, they need your help. Go out there and help somebody this weekend. Be a light in someone's darkness. So that's it. We'll be back to entertain you next week. Thank you so much for being there for us. We'll see you next week right here on the best in true crime and paranormal programming. Thank you for being with us right here on Darkness Radio.